Chapter One of the Leopard's Claw. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirk Ziegler, Lake Placid, Florida. The Leopard's Claw by George Washington Ellis. Chapter One Dudley Castle. In the county of Worcestershire, Dudley Castle stands upon a high eminence overlooking Petting Hill, the great industrial centre of coal mining, iron and electrical works. Built in the twentieth century, the old feudal castle is surrounded by high walls, containing portholes for guns as in feudal times. The castle and the surrounding works are the property of his lordship, the Earl of Dudley, one of the wealthiest noblemen of the realm. In the library of this ancient castle, the earl sat in a large armchair before an open grate fire, although it was a bright summer morning. For many years he had suffered with chronic gout. His infirmity, together with the loss of his young wife early in life, had rather increased his choleric and stern disposition. Of middle size in height and a tendency to stoutness, a clean-shaven face showing his firm and stubborn lips and chin, his lordship looked to be about threescore and ten. His two sons, Harold, now the Earl of Montroy, and the Honourable Oliver Moncrief, were trained under his stern discipline. Lord Montroy, a man of about thirty-five, had made a very satisfactory settlement when he arrived into a very wealthy but newly made aristocratic family according to the plans of his father. His light moustache covered the weak lips inherited from his mother, which represented a desire for peace at personal sacrifice rather than cowardice. His administration and love for his young brother had remained unshaken ever since he assumed an almost parental relationship in Oliver's early childhood. Possessed of his father's obstinacy, Oliver was continually in friction with the Earl, his father, and Lord Montrey was the invariable peacemaker between the two. This morning the Earl of Dudley's features expressed impatience as he frequently looked through the windows out upon the road leading to the castle. Finally, he struck upon the floor with his heavy cane, which leaned against a nearby desk. Peter, his favorite old valet, in uniform, stoop-shouldered, and about sixty years of age, entered silently and awaited his lordship's pleasure. Say to the Honorable Oliver Moncrief that I desire his presence immediately. Yes, my lord. After the valet retired, the earl frowned impatiently while he listened for his son's approach. But Peter returning said, My lord, the Honorable Oliver did not sleep within the castle last evening, and he cannot be found. Just then an automobile drove up the side driveway. Lord Dubley turned his head and saw, through the windows, a dark-complexioned young man, of about five feet seven inches, clean-shaven, showing a determined contour about the chin and lips, driving the machine. Five minutes later he entered the room hurriedly. "'Good morning, father. I hope that you are not suffering from the gout this morning.' "'Sit down,' the earl commanded. "'I am not suffering very much, thank you.' "'But where were you last evening and this morning?' "'I slept in London last night, father.' "'In London? "'I see that you need to settle down. "'The castle has been too long without a mistress. 
when are you going to announce your engagement to lady cliff i want the matter settled very soon the earl announced oliver turned in his chair uneasily then he arose and approached his father appealingly father that can never be i am already married to miss eva ennis the daughter of squire ennis of stonehenge county wiltshire we were married last evening and i have come to ask your forgiveness and blessing lord dubley leaped from his seat and shaking his fist he exclaimed oliver moncrief have you really married the daughter of that pauper of stonehenge you will never have a farthing from me to support that family but father ava is from a very aristocratic family and go away and never return to this castle oliver as he struck the table a violent blow the gout seized the old earl so he dropped into the chair and grabbed his right foot with one hand as he shook his fist at oliver with the other oliver rushed to his rescue but pushing him away the earl pointed his finger and exclaimed oliver moncrief you are no longer my son go oliver turned and started away but turned as he reached the door and made a last appeal to his father for forgiveness and his blessing but the earl was so obdurate and ordered oliver to be gone so oliver directed his chauffeur to drive to montroy castle in the scottish moorlands chapter one